So I was with one of my one-to-one clients in a session um, the other morning and we were running over. So now you might be mistaken thinking running, it's nothing to do with physically running. We weren't running anything over in our cars. No, no, no. If a meeting runs over in this context, it means it's lasting longer than it should. So our session starts at 11 and it was like 11.01, 11.02. But you know, my client's a busy person. They've got things to do. And they said to me, do you know what, Anna, what can I say if a meeting is taking too long? Can I just say, we're running out of time? And I thought, hmm, that's a really good question because I bet maybe you have had that question as well. How do you manage it if a meeting is taking too long, you've got to wrap up and, and get out of there or go to your next meeting or whatever? How can you do that confidently and clearly and politely? So we're going to delve into that today um, because there are some different ways to say it and better ways to say it than running out of time. And stay until the end where I'll give you a word structure or a phrase that hardly anybody uses, but everybody should. Welcome to Anna Wichuan's English Podcast. Are you a Spanish-speaking professional? Do you want to improve your communication skills, but you lack a little bit of confidence when you speak English? If you do, then you're in exactly the right place. My name is Anna, and I'm a business English coach, originally from the UK, but now I'm actually based in Madrid, and I'm an expert teaching English to people just like you. And after teaching hundreds and many different types of professionals, this podcast is your weekly session with me where I share with you my exclusive business English tips, guidance and advice that you can put into practice the minute you finish listening to the episode. Now, there's a really common saying as well in English, which is practice makes perfect, even though actually it doesn't because nothing can really be perfect, right? But I think it's better to say practice makes confident. The more you do something in English, the more confident you're going to feel. And that's the basis for everything. You've got to be brave. You've got to put yourself out there if you want to make progress. And alongside the topic that we're going to do today, I would encourage you after you've listened to this episode and you have this situation in the future to practice, use some of the vocabulary that I talk about on the episode. If you don't use it, you lose it. I've got the same student that I actually talk about with this story. She's really, really good at trying to reuse the vocabulary that she's learned. She's super good at that. I'm very impressed always. Anyway, if you want to put a face to the name, you can find me on Instagram at Anna2EndsEnglish. That is my main channel. And if you want to get even more exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else, uh, then sign up to my newsletter. I'll leave the link in the description box. You'll also be the first to know about any of my courses or programs, including my one-to-one program, where I have a couple of spaces that will be coming up in autumn and any other courses, etc. You'll be the first to know about it. Let's move on and do a quick shout out to Sefik. You said great podcast, five stars. Hmm. I came across this podcast a few days ago and I really loved it. Actually, I was looking for a podcast to improve my speaking and listening for a while. And I tried a few ones, but this podcast is obviously better than all the ones I've listened to. Thank you, Anna, for these podcast series. Well, I guess it is a little bit of a series. I mean, each episode is kind of its own little 
but they all kind of build on the same things, lots of different common business interactions and things to help you in that situation as well. I like to talk a lot about, you know, feeling confident and things you can do there. So I'm really glad you like it, Sefik, and thank you so much for the, the review. Much appreciated. Now, confidence comes from a number of things, but I think a big thing is about knowing what you say is the right thing. And I have a lot of clients just like you who have all these doubts in their head. They're like, is this the best way to say it? Is, is that how I say it? Can I, can I say it like this? And if you have a lot of doubts, you're much less likely to say something. And actually, it's interesting because when people are not very confident, they tend to mumble. Okay, so mumble is when you don't say things very clearly, which doesn't really help when you're trying to speak another language because that makes it really hard to understand you or they don't project their voice. And so it becomes more difficult. So if we know that we're saying the right thing, then we're going to be much more likely to say it in these kind of awkward situations like this. We've all been there when we're in a meeting and, you know, we can see that it's getting close. We're looking at the bottom right hand uh, part of our screen. We're like, okay, we've only got one minute left and we've still got two other people to speak or a couple of things on the agenda. I've got to go to another meeting or these people are talking too much and I've got to just wrap it up. So what on earth do I say? Can I say that we're running out of time or uh, time's running out? Is that the best way to say it? In short, yes and no. I mean, if you said that, you know, time's running out or we're running out of time, I'm absolutely going to be able to understand you. But is it the most elegant way to say it? probably not and there's definitely a different way that I would say it for example now obviously it depends when you're having a, a kind of a one-to-one meeting it's kind of tends to be a little bit easier to bring these things up you know when you've got a big group you've got to be quite assertive and sort of sum things up and be like okay I really need to bring this uh bring this to a close I have had a few people say things like we're out of time um, which kind of sounds a little bit like a board game or, or some kind of competition, like time's up, you're out of time. Um, so it probably wouldn't be one that I would choose either, but those are ones that I've also heard as well. So I'm going to tell you about one phrase, which I really love. And this is one that I share with, um, with this client as well. I told them this. Um, and so I'm going to share it with you as well. And this is a foolproof one that you can use in many different situations at work. Okay. It can go from formal, it can go to informal, like it's, it's a, it's kind of one that you can use in a lot of different situations. Okay. So it's worth learning this one. So this is my good old favorite which is this. You're in the meeting, it's taken too long, you're getting to the end, you've got to go to another meeting and you're like, I'm, oh, I'm really sorry guys, but I'm, I'm a little bit conscious of time. Can we, can we wrap up? Okay. Or sorry, sorry everyone, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit conscious of time because it's nearly four o'clock. Shall we save this until the next meeting? So the core part of that phrase is, sorry, but I'm a little conscious of time. So the phrase there is to be conscious of time, which is basically like, I'm conscious of the fact that we only have two minutes left and we really need to wrap this up. And then you could follow that by a can question. Um, can we talk about this another time? Can we sum up? You could also follow with it with a shall, which is shall is just a beautiful question in business English because we use them all the time. It's for suggestions. Shall we talk about it in the next meeting? It's hard to hear that question though. 
like if you're listening to somebody shall shall we it it's quite hard to hear that it can often be said very quickly by uh, native speakers um shall we speak about it in the next meeting um shall we catch catch up about it later and remember that we always introduce it with sorry because you know I'm British and that's why I'm like I'm really sorry but I'm a little bit conscious of time like I even soften it more um if you're interested in how to be less direct with your English I've got a couple of episodes about how to soften your English which you might be interested in as well uh, go back a few episodes so I'm really sorry but I, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of time can we can we wrap it up I mean you could an alternative way would be a little bit more direct and and actually kind of go straight for the we say go straight for the jugular actually in English I, I never say that phrase I don't understand why I said it now but anyway um so I might say something like I'm looking at the clock uh or I can see somebody started talking and I'm like oh god we're gonna be here for another 15 minutes um and you could say well sorry everyone but it's it's 12 45 um and the meeting was supposed to finish 15 minutes ago um are there are there any final comments um can we save it for the next meeting or is everybody okay to um uh to talk about it outside the meeting so just make a note of it i'm i'm really sorry but it's it's 12:45 and um we were supposed to finish 10 minutes ago i mean you can be really matter of fact of it like that and the structure that i used there was sorry it's quarter to 1 for example and the meeting was supposed to finish at i don't know half past 12 or you could also say um sorry guys but it's quarter to one and the meeting was scheduled to finish at 12 30 can we catch up next time or can we sum up any final comments um and again you could i mean you could be even more direct and just say i'm, I'm really sorry guys but we have to wrap up because this team needs the meeting room for example so you could just use a have to sentence um, again notice how i'm introducing all of these with sorry rather than Guys, I mean, you could say, everyone, we have to wrap up because um, we've got to be out of here or we've got another meeting. So I'd probably say if I wanted to be really direct, I'd just use uh, a have to sentence. Now, just a little note about guys, because I noticed there that I'm using sorry guys a lot. And I just want to, it's okay in the majority of contexts, but it's, it's, it's informal. Okay, so maybe sorry everyone would be a slightly more formal um, option and more neutral option. Um, but yes, uh, guys tends to be one of these things, a little bit like chicos in Spanish that we say all the time um, in English. And I mean, you could also make a genuine excuse, you know, I'm really sorry, but I have to go to another meeting. Um, I'm really sorry, but I have to go. A nice way that you can say this that I don't really hear people talking about is, or saying is, I'm really sorry, but I have to run. I'm really sorry, but I have to run, which is like, I have to go very quickly. Like, um, oh, guys, I'm really sorry, but I have to run. Um, can we talk about this tomorrow? Or can I catch up with you tomorrow? Remember to catch up with you is ponerse al día. It's super common. It's just one of the absolute fundamentals that we use on a day-to-day -day basis um, at work. Um, I'm really sorry, but I'm in a bit of a rush. Um, you know, I mean, the classic is, oh, I'm really sorry, but I have to go to another meeting. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, actually, I don't have to go to another meeting, but I just wanted that meeting to end <laughs> as quickly as possible. Um, I would say genuine excuses are better than ones that are not genuine. But um, if you need an emergency escape, uh, there's always that option. And then you'll notice here how I'm kind of giving an alternative at the end. So I was saying, 
Um, I'm really sorry, guys, but I have to run. Can we catch up about it later? So you could catch up, suggest catching up with somebody later, or uh, can we talk about it in the next meeting? Or I'm really sorry, guys, but I've got to run. Can you, can you call me later? You know, so there's some, you know, an option for how we can address this, um, if you want to, or, 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 or talk about it later. And actually, you know, just lastly on this topic, I find that people are not very good or they get a bit shaky when they have to say like, I'm really sorry, but I, I'm in a rush. I, I've got to go. Um, so I, I found that people are not very good at saying this fluently or clearly or correctly. So I'm just going to give you three clear ones that you can say when you're you're at the end of a meeting and, and you, you've got to go. So that's number one. I'm really sorry. I've got to go more informal. Um, we could use that in personal context as well. I'm really sorry, but I have to run. Okay. I've, you know, to go. Um, I'm really sorry, but I uh, I have to get on is another one as well. So I'm really sorry I've got to go. I'm really sorry I have to run. I'm really sorry I've got to get on. Um, I've got to get on is a little bit like you're saying the connotation or the subtext is I've got to get on and um, uh, this, this time is over and I've got to get on with some more important things. So maybe it wouldn't be my first choice. I think I like I'm really sorry I have to run. That's my favorite. So I hope that was useful um, uh, in terms of finishing uh, the meeting. And remember, as I said before, to run over at the beginning. Um, if a meeting runs over, um, it lasts longer than it should. Uh, we can also use it as an adjective and we can say the meeting overran. So if you see that, that's what it means. Right, let's finish off with a word structure or phrase that hardly anybody uses, but everybody should. Now, this is a little phrase that means... Al contrario, al revés. Oh, sorry, I said that terribly, but there you go. A la inversa. Which is, and you can say the opposite way or whatever, but this is a phrase that not many speakers use. The other way round. The other way round. So we can use this in a physical sense. We're like, oh, turn it the other way round. Okay, turn it the opposite way. Turn it the other way round. You can also use it in a figurative sense, meaning something that was the complete opposite. For example, um, I thought that the results were going to be like this, but actually in the end it was the other way around. Or for example, when people get mixed up between uh, common business terminology, so rather than saying business unit, they'll say unit business, and I'll be like, it's the other way around. Okay, it's the opposite. Okay, it's business unit rather than unit business. So that's my little thing for today, the other way round. Nobody uses it, never heard anybody say it, so feel free to add that into your vocabulary. I strongly recommend that you do. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And as I said right at the very beginning, the important thing is about putting this into practice. So the next time you have that situation, try and use one of those phrases. I think the key one that I want you to remember is this one, which is, I'm really sorry, but... I'm conscious of time or I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm really conscious of time. Can we talk about it in the next meeting? So when this next happens, don't manufacture it, obviously, but when it happens, um, try and give it a go and you can feel more confident in that situation, knowing that what you're saying is the right thing. If you want even more of my exclusive content and business English tips just like this, then make sure that you sign up to my newsletter. The link is in the description box and I will see you very, very soon for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye.